Hello and welcome to This Week at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. And we're going to talk about a lot of punching movies today. That's right. Creed 3 is out in theaters. We'll be looking at it, the franchise, and the entire Rocky metaverse, which is what now nine films? Did the did it need nine yeah, films? Nine. Who's to say? Uh, we're who we're to, to say, say later, but we don't want to give all of it away. Yeah. But we will kick it off with the uh, the reason that we have gathered here, and that is the newest release, kicking off the month of sequels. So that is March. We have uh, Creed three, Scream six, uh, Shazam two, John Wick chapter four. However you like your sequels, you're going to get them in March. But are they going to be good? Well. I'll tell you, I enjoyed Creed 3. This one finds uh, our hero, Adonis Creed, getting ready to uh, have another big match. We we fast forward a few years. His career has been pretty successful since the events of Creed 2. He's happily married to Tessa Thompson. Uh, the, and he's uh, fighting his last fight before he retires. And very successful, fights the guy that he fought in the first Creed film. And then three years pass, and he's taken up the mantle, kind of like what Rocky had ended up doing, working at a gym, trying to train the next generation of fighters. When he gets an old blast from the past, a guy named Dame Anderson, played by Jonathan Majors, who was having himself a year between Magazine Dreams, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and now Creed Three. He has had three of the best performances of the year so far, but he shows up. He, he's an old friend. Madonna feels like he owes him tries to help him get a title shot. Turns out, who would have guessed he had nefarious motives? And this is enough to pull Adonis Creed back into the ring where they square off. How's it going to end? If you've seen one of these movies, you don't really need to ask that question. This one is a... A different, a difference in the Creed franchise for a couple of reasons. First, Michael B. Jordan took over directing here, in addition to starring Ryan Coogler, not uh, not a director here, but worked on the story, still a producer. And this one does not have Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Balboa in it. Despite that, I actually enjoyed Jonathan Majors. I thought Dame Anderson was probably the most intriguing foil and uh, and opposite number that Creed has faced in any of these movies. Um, you know, they made a lot about going back to the Drago well with Creed 2. It didn't really work um, that much for me. I didn't think he was that interesting. He actually pops up here. Now they're friends, apparently, because of course they are. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, the climax. Uh, I liked the back and forth between them. I thought this was a very solid film. I am giving it a thumbs up. Eric, how do you feel? So... This is probably going to be the it's either the second or third time this year that I've brought up that for everything amazing about making this movie, there sure are a lot of things in it that end up sort of falling by the wayside, but not enough for it to pull down what turned out to be a fantastic movie. So you start with Creed, you know, and fleshing out a little bit more of the life that he had before and after he was adopted by Felicia Rashad's character, um, Apollo Creed's wife. And so he's in a boxing you ring. You just call her Mama Creed. Everybody Mama does. Creed. Apparently does. And um, you're, you're watching him and there's this sort of chess motif they put to the combat sequences where you see Damien when he's young 
treating uh, things like a chess move. And that's one, if we're going by the rule of thirds, then we're introduced to Creed sort of defending his title finally with, um, oh, what's his name? From the, from the first Creed. The kind of... Is it Ricky Irish, Irish Gaelic guy? Yeah. Yes, he, he's he's having this like final rematch with him. Sadly, they've been demoted from HBO Sports to Show Sports. Yeah, and and he's doing the same thing. So the second payoff of of taking his time, taking hits, being patient with what he's going to do, and then following through with the move. And he called his checkmate just like Damian did when he was a kid. And then, despite in the in the climactic battle, they're dressed in white and black. And you have the idea that it's going to be this sort of chess match. It's really more of, of what everyone has been talking about is an, uh Japanese anime inspired uh, Dragon Ball Z sort of trading fist blows. And that, that the, every punch and the sound design of the slipping, just this sort of noise Every single time, like th th there was a lot of stuff that really worked for me. I'm mixed on the way they handled the final fight, which I don't want to totally spoil for everyone. But I will say everything about the fighting in this movie is more metaphorical and in people's heads at a certain point than it is what's actually physically happening. But at the same time, I think the both of them went into training for eight to nine months prior to shooting in order to get into shape for this, and they all were insane. Jonathan Majors might be one of the greatest actors. Like I, he, you feel so much, so much for what his character is. He doesn't seem like you're in the back of your head. You're thinking, oh, he's gonna be a a villain, and he's going to reveal his true colors at a certain point. And there is that scene in the movie. And that's probably the most like underbaked part of the movie to me where Jonathan Majors just is like, ha ha, I don't need you anymore. And then an ambiguous amount of time passes where he's trashing him over social media and different outlets. And all of a sudden he has a house and a girlfriend and we don't know really anything of the inner workings of his life. He's just evil for a bit. He has a girl anyway. I don't know if it's a girlfriend. Or... Sure. And and <laughs> and they they come back and we go right back into the emotions as if they had just met. And we don't acknowledge that he's built this whole other life and had to defend a title that he just got this like dirty shot at winning, you know, like this. He's he feels kind of like monstrous, but he still feels so human. And it's it is absolutely intimidating. It was impressive to make him to, to watch and have him go through and just pull all these moves and get called out for it and have it impact Creed in a way that was so thoughtfully written out in like how that affects him as a as a professional, how it affects him as someone retired from boxing, as a husband, as a father, like all these different ways we're watching how it racks his whole life up and down. And so it, I, every scene gave some form of moving emotion for me and i'm gonna go so far as to give it two thumbs up i know you're a little stricter as mine but i'm if i gave cocaine bear one thumb up i gotta give this uh two thumbs up because i was i was shot like i th there are so many impressive accomplishments you know with it being michael jordan michael b jordan's first directorial effort and uh, with Jonathan Majors pulling off, just crafting this person. They're, you yeah. are right, though. They, 
they do introduce threads they don't come back to like when you first meet dame like the big argument against them putting in there is oh he's a fossil he's older than you are creed and yet somehow after he wins that fight when they're talking about he's in peak physical condition you're old as hell creed you can't come back to like wait wait and uh fun fact isn't he younger Jonathan Majors is three years younger than Michael B. Jordan. I know, so he must have appreciated getting called the old all the time. As somebody who's a fan of The Wire, it also still scares me a little bit that uh, Wallace is uh, letting Avon Barksdale kind of give him direction. It didn't end well for him that way in The the Wire. So I'm not sure. Okay. I I think about that every time I see him, I'm like, hmm, that didn't go well for Michael B. Jordan the first time. I, I do feel like the the script, things that are going on, there were so many plates spinning that they couldn't keep them all up. Like per, one with the daughter. You mean like the fighter that he was training to be the next heavyweight that he let just get. Oh my decimated. gosh, that guy's life. He's there and like <laughs> clapping for him, doing like the slow clap, like, yeah, well, that, you're the heavyweight champ again. Oh. That, that guy's story is. Didn't have is, a story. <laughs> some guy's going to come into the ring. Okay. He cheats and knocks me out and i know it and everyone knows he cheats i'm gonna wake up in the hospital and creed is gonna get my title back for himself and that's it you know like you do i will say though this was probably the best uh that they've used felicia rashad um and the the back and forth scenes with uh with her and adonis were the best in here i think she kind of ends up taking on that mentor role since they didn't have sylvester stallone back uh, for this one Mm -hmm. but honestly i I know some people thought that was going to be a big loss. I'm not saying that I didn't think he was good in the Creed movies because we're just about to talk about one for which I think he should have won an Academy Award. But I didn't I didn't feel his loss. Yeah, overshadowing the film. Stands on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Well just was bizarre. So as promised, we're gonna look at the the rest of the franchise and that means uh starting with Creed, uh, the first uh, Creed film, uh, which came out in uh, 2015, um, you know, featured Michael B. Jordan kind of taking on this role as uh, Adonis Creed coming into his own um, as Apollo Creed's son uh, and boxing uh, franchise. And, uh, you know, it, introduces and kind of kickstarts this this franchise for him i think it's a great performance from uh michael b jordan as he's getting set up the film comes from uh ryan coogler and features uh sylvester stallone in that role as uh rocky balboa and he earned an academy award nomination for the film i as i mentioned a few minutes ago i actually think he should have won uh for that for that role didn't didn't end up happening for him i agree Uh, but I actually have always really enjoyed the, the first Creed. Um, I was telling you, Eric, off air, but I didn't watch all the Rocky films growing up. I actually, the first Rocky film I ever saw was Rocky Balboa uh, because that was in the range when I was already starting to be a film reviewer. So I kind of went into Creed with only a loose idea of who uh, Rocky was. And I really ended up uh, enjoying that film a lot. But how did you feel about Creed, the original Creed? 
uh, apologies for my camera, but the original Creed is my probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and it's gotten I've gotten kind of gradually more and more comfortable with talking about that because it's so new and sometimes you never know how that's going to land. But uh, one of the things I really missed from Creed 3 was the original score and theme they created for Creed to have him stand apart from that, you know, dun -dun -dun, like that they have for Rocky. He has his own. And I, I, I missed the simplicity and the clearness of it. Creed 3 has this thread that's about Creed having difficulty communicating uh, his feelings, you know, healthily and verbally. Like he needs to let something out through fighting. Creed 1 is a movie that is actually about that subtextually rather than it being on the surface where he's a character who's trying to work something out and he doesn't know what it is, but he only knows he can prove whatever it is by fighting. And it's not until he ekes out this one line. That's one of my favorite lines of dialogue in all of movies where he tells he, he Rocky is like, why are you doing this? Why do you have to do this? What's the point of fighting? And he finally ekes out. I have to prove I'm not a mistake. And that's when Rocky understands him. And like the, drive of those two actors one of them trying to prove themselves as someone who can take over the franchise and one of them who's already the, the speech that rocky gives of all of his accomplishments being back there on the wall it, it choked me up constantly like every time i've heard it it's it's gotten to me and so the simplicity of it of i'm gonna fight and you're gonna fight this is why i'm gonna fight this is why you're gonna fight it changes things to where you may know the ending of the movie, but the ride and the understanding of why and how you're going to fight like this and, and why it's important that you get the win that you get. That's like the whole story. And that, and that to me felt like it was the meaning behind the original Rocky. And I think the closest we got to that, to, to having a story where, the fighting is driven by the characters and that purpose. Like I, I think Creed three gets really close to that, but I just don't think anything has touched how just like grounded and locked in the, the, the long takes that Ryan Coogler used in the direction, uh, the, the, compo the composition, like just a, that movie. I saw it alone in a theater. I went to go see it in a ticket. It was January, 2016. So the movie had been out for a minute. I was alone in the movie theater and I had heard nobody talking about that movie. And I do not to this day understand why I was alone in that theater. Like, ah, it blew me away. Yeah, and I think it still, you know, it still holds up. I, I rewatched uh, both Creed movies in my run-up to um, Creed three, And definitely enjoy that. And you you definitely feel like the passing of the torch from the original Rocky in the way that they set up the story, including how it kind of goes uh, at the ending there, which leads us into uh, Creed two, um, you know, where you get to see the, the famous red, white, and blue trunks because our boy is going to face uh, the Dragos, not the Drago that killed his father, although that guy is there, but Drago's son. So Eric, you just talked about how much you love Creed and how it's one of your favorite films. How did you feel about this 2018 sequel? I didn't really give it a fair shake the first time that I saw it. I think because I would had been so overblown and so like 
they had nailed it with Creed so hard that there's a question they bring up in the movie that I'm always asking while I'm watching the movie. And so I, I got to say, I appreciate it better a second time than the first time. But that question is, why are you doing this? Like, why are you fighting this? Like, was your per personal connection so strong that you feel like you have to avenge the death of Apollo Creed? Because that's like, that's that the, the thing that makes the most sense in the movie to me is the divide between Rocky and Creed, where that whole movie is about Rocky realizing like we can't, you know, just vengefully like fight at each other. And that doesn't really seem to be what's motivating him. And so to me, there's just kind of a, like a weaker drive for the story. But, you know, his life is becoming more layered out. I completely forgot that his daughter was born in this movie. I, when I went to go see Creed 3, I completely thought of Amara as like a, a new addition to his life, like from scratch. And then I go back and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's already got hearing aids on when she's meeting like Apollo Creed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've completely forgotten this movie. And uh, especially a really touching ending, the reunion, just uh, Milo Ventimiglia making a cameo appearance with Rocky Balboa being so strong meant a lot, I think. And I don't know, I, I love seeing Sylvester Stallone in that role and that movie seemed to be all about trying to reconcile the legacies of both of them at once where creed is about like creed emerging and rocky still having his legacy behind him this is, seems to be about like both of them i i just don't know that like i don't feel the drive to go back i, I think like, you're right i mean the, the whole story of the drago family is uh a, basically a man designed to be a robot killed someone in the ring and is so cold and heartless, he just says, if he dies, he dies. And then he loses to Rocky. And it's supposed to be like a, the sort of thing that tends to happen. They fight each other. They have respect for one another, no matter who wins. But instead, he's just been living in disgrace and vengeance. And it's like, that didn't really resonate with me. I didn't really feel like that was super justified. I didn't understand why this guy's life was so horrible. But I don't know everything about, you know, I don't know anything. So... Then his son has this moment of being like, yeah, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you so vindictive? Who are you doing this for you or just to get, you know, back something for somebody else. And it's just everybody in the movie is like, why are we doing this? And the characters in the movie are questioning it. And you don't have really strong answers. That was Ryan Coogler just going. He's like, why am I doing this again? Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I think it's a different director, but still, like, no, Ryan Coogler does the first two Creed films. Um, I think the only reason he didn't do Creed three, for which he gets a story credit, is because he was working on Wakanda forever. It just it took forever because they were trying to figure out what to do in the wake of Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Um, I I'm kind of like you there. Creed two is probably better than I remembered it. The first time I also forgot about some of the, like the things with his daughter and some of the, the touching things. I think what always stood out to me, though, is I just couldn't get into the the Drago of it all, you know, and the, the fighting. It felt very formulaic. And that's why I was I knocked it down um, below the first one. And I actually have it below Creed three. I, I honestly think it's still the weakest of the three films. It's still better than a lot of the, the franchise that birthed it 
Mm. Um, but I think it's still probably the weakest of their outings and not because they're bad or anything. See, you know, when I, when I mentioned the Rocky franchise, you just get so excited. Your camera starts working, yep. <laughs> but, um, but overall the, the three creeds are very uh, entertaining and mm. I'm looking forward at some point in time to kind of watching them back to back um, to back um, just seeing how it comes together. And, and, I'm torn. I feel like this would have been a good way for it to end, but I know that they already have Creed four in production and I just have a feeling it's going to end up going the way of the franchise that birthed it. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I am, I'm definitely worried, which probably leads us into, we didn't want to leave this without, you know, we've talked a lot about Creed, but we wouldn't have Creed without the Italian stallion himself rocky balboa and all of his six film wonder so first eric let's talk about the original rocky 1976 an academy award-winning film um probably stallone's kind of a big break what do you remember most about the original rocky his relationship with adrian that's how it's it's a complicated and 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 it, it feels like a window into like a world where you're growing empathy for someone that like I, I i don't know in real life personally like it feels it feels real and it feels small and like I, there's this little edge of like a weird power imbalance and he's such a, a like an endearing character who's like really sweet but she's also just kind of like very meek and vulnerable and um and I, both I, of them for some reason put up with polly yeah <laughs> Yeah. Polly's my um, best friend. Really? Wait, yeah. really? I uh I love that there was when this movie came out, apparently there was a, a reaction to it being kind of like saccharine, like because in the 70s there was so much cynicism in and and bleakness in movies that like had to have something come out that's just all about like it still is a little cynical. I mean he loses you know but getting stronger yeah but it's so heartfelt and hopeful and inspiring and whatnot and just like you come to care i think for what he comes to care for in the movie and the idea that they can make it feel like such a victory for him i think is is what really wins it over and that's why they it means a lot to me when he's screaming out adrian adrian's name and it's like she understands why this is a win for him and he understands why it's a win and that's the like the core of the little life he's building so it's like him achieving his dreams too it's definitely yeah. like the everyman working class hero um, story. that's that's who rocky is and um like i mentioned earlier this the original wasn't the first rocky film i saw but i i did see it um not too long after i think i actually went back and watched it after i saw the first creed, creed movie so creed thank you for for this introducing rocky. you to rocky and i have it in my list of my favorite films of the 70s i think it it's iconic for a reason there are a lot of interesting notes in there i've seen it a few times i just recently rewatched it we're getting ready to go through the the franchise and I, stallone does an interesting job the relationships though as you go through the entire thing i have to be honest i never told don't totally understand Polly and rocky like they, he's not I mean, particularly nice to rocky or to his sister and yet they're like oh we love him he he would he would die for us i'm like all evidence to the contrary man yeah 
all evidence to the contrary, especially as you get down that rough road of Rocky Five. Like, we're just going to gloss over the fact that, well, how did Polly get to be their business manager? I have uh, questions. Rocky Five is too many questions. There's too much. Well, yeah. before before we hang it up today, I was going to ask you what is your ranking for the six Rocky films, and we're going to quickly recap them. There's Rocky, the original Rocky. Then there's Rocky Two, which came out at the end of the '70s, which is to Rocky uh, as Jaws Two is to the original Jaws. It's like we had so much fun. Let's wind it back and play it again. Uh, Rocky Three is where he fights a young Mr. T as Clubber Lang. Rocky Four is where, for reasons surpassing understanding in the middle of the cold war he goes to russia to fight ivan drago after watching ivan drago beat carl weathers to death probably because he had that preposterous james brown number to open their fight <laughs> uh rocky five is where rocky has brain damage yep. and ends up getting uh never once gets in the actual boxing ring um that was a choice and then rocky balboa is where miraculously as like a six-year-old man he comes out of retirement uh to fight a fight that he has no business fighting but actually becomes surprisingly uh emotional so what is your ranking of those six so the lowest is is rocky five um and that's just because you know it's it's funny when i actually saw rocky five was because they were doing a marathon on on like network cable television of these like many that's, years ago that's the only reason you should watch it don't yeah. it out and i noticed that by the third one that i was like wow these movies are really short simple like there's not a lot to them and rocky five five feels like the one where they were like you know there's these are really simple there's not a lot to these maybe we should dig in a little bit more back into like his roots in Philadelphia and like try and do something more with it. And it's just messy and like, uh, so like, okay, so it goes five, three, because that one is just, it's sweaty and then it ends. And then that, that's my experience with it. I'm sure there's people who can speak way more to it. And then I got to say probably two and four are like right next to each other with four, just barely nudging out two because of, uh, there's some more iconic montages and, and a, you know, a little bit going on there. And also two does feel just kind of like a repeat of one. And then uh, Rocky Balboa and then the original Rocky. And I got to say, I honestly, Rocky Balboa might actually have beaten out the original Rocky for me if it weren't for the way it was shot with this sort of blue gray you know shaky cam like some of the choices they made with the way that they made it made it difficult to kind of engage it, it feels dated to the 2000s for some reason i don't know but it's, um you mean like somebody watched parts of traffic and we're like I can do yeah it. yeah um i just with your description of rocky five i feel like he should have rolled out and said like ghetto philadelphia born and raised <laughs> In the boxing <laughs> ring is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> oh, uh, no. uh, so for me, Rocky Five definitely at the bottom. I, it's a preposterous film, just, mm -hmm. just preposterous. Which is fascinating because so Sylvester Stallone actually directed most of the Rocky films, but he didn't direct the first one. And oddly, the guy that directed the first one came back and was like, "Can I do Rocky Five where you have like brain damage?" 
We're not actually going to do any boxing in our boxing movie. Unless you're talking about like the Tommy Morrison. But that was like one of the worst fights. Also, I guess I didn't realize till I was back watching them. The boxing choreography in these Rocky films is not very good. They basically stand there and just take turns beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. But Rocky block. And he's like, he just got punched in the face. No wonder he got brain damage. He got punched in the face like 95 times. Yeah. Just no. Un- he reminds me. Did you ever play Mike Tyson's Punch Out? No. Okay. Well, it's a classic Nintendo game. And if you ever look it up, Rocky's fighting style. I was standing there. I was like, I feel like I'm watching Joe Glass fight. That's like the first opponent that you face in Mike Tyson's punch out. He never knows how to block. He just takes punch after punch after punch and then waits for you to punch yourself out. And then he punches you back. I'm like, apparently that's where they got that style. Uh, So Rocky five at the bottom for me. Uh, Next up is Rocky four, which I draw Drago's son didn't do it for me in Creed 2. Drago, the OG, didn't do it for me in Rocky 4. I also think that's just a weird that song and dance number before Carl Weathers gets beaten to death was a choice. And then Rocky going to Russia where he wins the people over by running through the snow and helping horse carts gain upright traction. Uh, You know, the guy that tells you that Apollo was like a son to him. So it's like watching a son die. But now my white son has been reborn. I mean, plus, I feel like Rocky Four is to the Rocky franchise as Superman for the quest for peace is to the Superman franchise, where they just wanted to make some kind of political statement because the entire end oh. of it is about Cold War U.S.-Russian relations. I it's also mercifully the shortest of the films. It's barely 90 minutes. Um, 10 minutes of that is just reliving the end of Rocky three, which I did not realize. Till yeah. I started watching these, like they just think you don't remember. I guess this was in the days before they had the previously on. So they just roll it right in there. Um, next step for me is Rocky two, which I, I mentioned, I don't hate jaws too, but it just feels like, Hey, this was so successful. Let's do it again. And you're, you're almost the same thing. He's like the working class guy trying to find a job, trying to find a way up. And that's, and then Apollo decides to give him a chance. He's like, well, I guess I'll, I'll work into it. And I guess we just forget for most of the Rocky franchise afterward that at the beginning of Rocky II, he's told not to fight again because he had sustained so much damage in the first fight. That's where yeah. the brain damage began. Because he's uh, trying then- to be realistic about, yeah. Then up for me is Rocky Balboa, a film that I I I enjoyed a lot. I I do sometimes wonder if that if it would have been one of these OG Rockies that was the first Rocky I saw, how I would feel about the franchise. But that's actually the first one I ever saw, and I enjoyed it. And then uh, I know this is going to disappoint you. I actually have Rocky three, and I don't know if it's just. I liked that he had a real opponent. Um, I liked the ebb and flow of the movie. I like him and Apollo as friends. I like the kind of way that they end that one. It, it was a little jovial. It was a little fun. I don't know. There was, I liked the style of it. It felt like it was something different. Uh, I didn't hate Rocky too. It just feels like you're just kind of treading over the same ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I saw the original Rocky on top. I, I do like that 
that story and and the way they did it. And I actually think if for those kind of movies, uh, it reminds me like one of the reasons that I enjoyed the first season of Friday Night Lights, the TV show, because they make it all the way to the championship game, but they don't win the championship. Sometimes you, sorry, that show came out in two thousand and six. Spoilers. I feel like the spoil. If, if Rocky Balboa came out in two thousand six. If it's well, but I mean, if it's been a decade, over a decade, you've had your chance. I, yeah. I'm not gonna feel sorry about this, um, but I kind of like that idea that you, the payoff is is working your way up there and giving it your all, whether you win or not. Because sometimes we make sports too much all about winning and for Rocky you know he won he won by going the distance and by showing that he could do it and that he deserved to be there which is another reason probably that I knock two down a peg because they spend all this time talking about how oh he's just a bum and he didn't really prove anything I'm like dude went I forgot OG boxing matches were 15 rounds I think Hmm. it was 12 for the Creed films but I almost feel like some of them are 10 rounds now so but that is our our take on the entire Rocky universe. So, final question for you: mm-hmm. If you included the three Creed films in there, I'm assuming for you, Creed is of the nine number one. It is. Is Rocky number two? Y- yeah, I think. Despite the craft and a lot of the modern conveniences they have, like from the '70s, I think still. There's that there's I'll talk about this all the time, but there's that spark of originality when you have that first thing and you have all that work that he did to like stand by that script and Sylvester Stallone being there. And it just it has something special about it that you can't really touch once you're trying to reflect off of that original thing. So, you know, still Creed and then like Rocky. I'd be recency bias for me, but I just put all nine into a ranking. I have Creed, Creed three, Rocky. I I really liked Jonathan Majors and their oh their back gosh. and forth. I mean, that's he the one is. thing you don't get anything like that as a foil in the Rocky franchise. Like Carl Weathers is fine. You never he doesn't feel uh, menacing. No, and. Uh, there is something he brings something back that's sort of a legacy of the rocky movies of characters like Polly and and like adrian where they they live lives and the people mean a lot to them like mickey you know like mickey's loss in the movies is felt uh, you know just as much as as anything going on in real life and so there's like this close tie to reality and i thought it was really thoughtful and meaningful and jonathan majors is oh my gosh incredible over time i could settle up there i mean i i just it was just a little different you know well that'll do it for this week next week scream six scream new york uh opens this week and uh people who have seen it including our friend uh really really liked it which makes me excited because i have to be honest scream five was not my favorite Next week, we will be reviewing Scream 6, and we will be talking about the franchise, a seminal franchise for me. I was in high school when these started. I have long enjoyed the Scream franchise, so I'm really looking forward to uh, diving into that horror franchise. But until then, hope you guys enjoy your time at the movies, and hey, go find some movies about people just beating the crap out of each other.